Hello and welcome back to another episode of Real, Raw and Random, the podcast dedicated to the guts and the glory of life. My name is Troy and what do we think of the new tagline? Finally, it's got up to episode 24 and I've finally come up with some decent taglines that hopefully go well with this podcast. If this is new to you and you haven't listened to all the other episodes, I really wanted a like catchy, witty phrase that sums up this podcast and it's taken a while to kind of figure out a few and I'm trialing a few over the next coming episodes and if you've got any ideas that you listen to this podcast and you think you would find better ones than me because let's be honest I'm not the best at a witty catchphrase send them in email Instagram a drone carrier pigeon I'll put them all in the show notes don't send a pigeon please I'm scared of birds please do not do that In this week's episode, I'm going to break down the hottest social media platform. And it's this new underworld I've only just begun to learn about. Plus, we're going to find out how I almost got a DUI, and you are not going to want to miss that. I've got a beautiful cup of hot tea. It's freezing cold. It's just, it's the end of May, and it's finally turned cold, and it came as a shock for me. It's like started to turn cold over the last probably couple of weeks and my body and me, we don't know what to do because for at least many, many, many months, probably five months, I've been in summer mode because mm, where I live, there's like two seasons. It's either hot or it's cold and that in between, I don't know what to do. For instance... I was in the chemist a couple of weeks ago getting my flu shot because there's nothing more important if it's coming into winter and you're listening to this in the Southern Hemisphere, you got to get your flu shot because there's nothing more important. I was listening to a podcast, a little uh, episode about how important it is to get a flu shot, not just for yourself, but for everyone around you. And let me tell you, the flu is an epidemic. I think there's something like 150 people have already died in Australia from it. I shouldn't be throwing out statistics that I heard three days ago on a podcast, should I? Because I probably haven't forgot. But it's massive. It's a big deal. And for me, I I don't know if I've had the flu. I've had bad colds that have lasted for a while. But it's not about me. And if you are someone that hasn't had the flu and you think, oh, no, I won't get the flu. I don't like needles. I don't like, well, nobody likes needles, let's be honest. I think I taught her this episodes ago when I talked about how I donated blood. I need to go back to do that because I've been bad and haven't done it in ages and they keep calling me and I feel bad and I don't answer. That's another story. Um, was it? Yeah, the flu shot. And no one likes needles, but no one likes getting the flu either. The flu kills people. Influenza kills people. And that's why it's important you get your little jab. And last year I got it for the first time and I went pretty much the whole season without getting sick. So touch wood, a little knock on the desk, a little knock on the head, that I don't get sick this time. I get terrible sore throat, so I just take some tea and some cough lollies and I'm all good. 
But yeah, this cold weather, it's kind of cut me a surprise. So that chemist trip, I went into town and I wore jeans and I wore a jumper and I'm standing in line at the chemist and they have the heater going. So I am sweating up a storm with everything on and then I'm having like a little sweat because you always like break a little bit of a sweat before you like you get jabbed because I don't know I think it's that like those like you, you just get that feeling I don't know if everyone else does but I get that little bit of a like nervousness before I get jabbed with something but then once you get jabbed you're like yeah it was nothing so yeah that day and then this week I went to go to town to organize some stuff for um, my mum's 60th which is coming up next weekend on the 8th of June so I was like right I'll just wear shorts and a t-shirt because last time I went I and it's the same kind of weather and I went I left home here about half an hour outside of town and I was cold got into town I was hot and started sweating and then it was just Terrible. So, did the opposite, and it was freezing. And then, don't get me started on trying to sleep when it's this kind of weather. You go to bed, and you're like, you're like well, right, I'm going to prep for the morning, which gets cold. And then you wake up in the morning freezing because, like, you've layered yourself too much. Oh, it's a drama. I'm trying to figure it out. It happens every single year. you think I would learn, but I don't. Anyway, that's just random chit-chat. We've probably been talking about that for too long. As I sip tea, five minutes, yeah, that's a bit long. First, we're going to have some little stories about me working on the land. So, I work on the land. I work in farming, if you don't already know. And you're probably thinking to yourself, Troy, it's Australia. Australia's known for being the ground for the most deadly animals, and you are right. It's true. Australia is the breeding ground for the most deadliest animals in the world. I'm talking kangaroos. Kangaroos will literally punch each other out like Mike Tyson. And they fro- and they fight dirty. They bite each other's ears off too. And I know this because just this afternoon, an hour ago, I was out driving on dusk. And I don't see this often, so it was really exciting for me. There's these two kangaroos, and they are going for it. They have their claws up. They have their arms, their claws, whatever they are. And they are going for it, like punching onto each other. I don't know if they were playing or they were fighting for some territorial way, but I got my phone out. She tried to do instantly. And they stopped, of course, because they're camera shy. But to see it, like, firsthand in the wild, it it was cool. It was cool. So, yeah, we also have koalas, and they are riddled with chlamydia. And it sounds ridiculous, but it's actually true. About close to 90% of them have it. But before you start freaking out, it's a different type of chlamydia and humans can't get them. So you can cuddle up to your koalas as much as you want, but watch out because they do have claws because they climb up trees. So they have these big black claws on them to climb up the trees. But yes, I work outside in the wildlife every day, in the cold when it's cold, in the hot when they're hot. But I love it. So, you'd be asking yourself, aren't you scared of snakes and spiders? And if you are asking yourself that, and you weren't before, you are now, my answer is no. I'm not scared of snakes and spiders. I, in this week, in this last week, I came toe-to-toe with a snake. I'm talking probably like 20 metres away, eye-to-eye. So, I'm at this like little pump shed, and... 
I hear there's a little bit of a rustle. And your brain automatically clicks. When, you, when you're when around this type of thing, it's just what you you look out for. And there it was. It's this snake. It's probably about mm, like five foot, six foot, like long type of thing. It's thick. It's got a bit of a yellow belly on it. Oh, Warning alert, this may scare you if you're scared of snakes, but don't worry, these aren't scary stories. And all you got to do, if you ever come into play with one, you just got to stay still and watch it. You just got to watch it with your eyes. And so this snake saw me, excuse me, saw, it, saw me and saw that I was not a predator. And so it just worked its way through the pump shed and out the other end. Now, I go back there, and obviously I'm, like, wary and looking out for it because snakes are territorial. They will go for you and bite you if they're under, if they feel like they're under attack. And that's exactly the same as spiders. There's a spider on this one tractor that is big. I'm talking... It's a big, like, hairy huntsman. And... It's been on... It's been on me, and I brushed it off, and... It now lives on this chair where I sit. So every time I just lift the cushion off this chair, check underneath, and it scurries away. That's just how you do. But you know what you can't control is wasps. So this is where the story's going. If you're wondering if there was a point to this, except for the fact that there's scary things on the land. So a couple of weeks ago, I was I stopped to uh, chat to someone on the tractor and I had to turn around and come back so I turn around to the cane so I drive forward into the cane as I normally do like all the time like 10 times a day to turn around somewhere in a block and I drove bang straight into a wasp nest in the cane and so and like at the level of the bike so the wasp sit onto the bike and my exposed legs got covered in wasps I'm talking like wasp bites up in my like inner thigh so I like automatically brush them off as they like biting me and it's hurting like hell and then they're like all on the bike there's like oh like tens of them just like buzzing around and you can't just grab your hand and like brush them off because they'll bite your hand I've had one bite my hand before like right in the middle of where your thumb where your where your fingernail and your thumbs hit like this happens all the time wasp bites well not all the time but sometimes I'm kind of unlucky but thankfully I'm not like anaphylactic so I don't like swell up like other people in my family do but yeah this one time I put my hand into the mailbox and a wasp came out and it bit me right in that really soft tissue part between where your where your fingernail meets your um skin on your finger and Oh, sweet Jesus, it was the most pain. I was screaming in pain. I was wailing. But yeah, this time it wasn't as bad for some reason. I don't know if I was just calmer about it, because I knew I had to, like, get back to, like, off this bike and to the house as soon as possible. And you just put vinegar on you, and, like, they were okay for me. So thankfully, they were okay. But this farming gig is scary, and it's not the snakes and spiders. It's the wasps. They're deadly. And they sting like hell. 
No such segue. We're moving on to the next topic. Next topic. Social media. And not Instagram, not Facebook, not Twitter. Rah, rah, rah. We all know about them. Some of the hairdressers. A couple weeks ago. Not this last time I got my hair cut, but the time before. So it was a while ago. Because I've been podcast before in a while. So these are like stories that I've been holding on to for a while. Because they're good. So I'm getting my hair cut by someone I normally don't get my hair cut by. And I just go to this cheap place that literally cost me $12. I remember. I've been going there for like, oh, like 10 years. Long time. So, And a lot of the girls I know there are really cool. And this lady, I had never cut my hair before. And so that's always exciting because you get to learn like something new. I reckon people go to the hairdressers for two reasons. They either go one to like talk about their own stuff and like they just like it's like free therapy for them they just like get to gas bag and like just vent all their own like frustrations in their life but me I like to go there to find about find out about what's happening in their life and like what it's like for them what's happening with them and especially when it's a new lady, so you don't know. So it's like all new stuff and you find out all this new stuff. It's great. So she's telling me that she has two chi- two children. Uh, and I think they're around, again, as I said all the time, finer details sometimes erase, me, erase my brain. But they're around like your primary, high primary school age. So they're like, say like 10 and 12 and such and such. I'm really not good with the details. Anyway, she's she whispers in my ear. She goes, this guy sitting right beside me, his child goes to my school and his child is bullying my child. And I was like, whoa, like that's awkward. And she's like, yep. And she, he, she doesn't, the father doesn't know the mother because the mother's only dealt with the mother. And it's only a new thing because... All this bullying is happening on TikTok. And I'm like, what's TikTok? She's like, it's this app that the kids are using. I was like, oh, great. I'm like two generations behind. I had no idea what this TikTok is. I think TikTok is like the hit song Kesha sung back in the mid-2000s. That's like if we were playing word association game, word association game, pronounce, pronounce your words, Troy. Like, I would say TikTok and I would say Kesha because that's what I think TikTok is. So, anyway, I leave and I go, well, I've got to figure, find out and figure out what this TikTok is. So, anyway, lo and behold, it's like right up in the apps. So, if you like me don't know what TikTok is, it's an app that was launched in 2017. It's where you can watch people lip sync or dance to songs and create videos of yourself doing the same. It became the world's most downloaded app on Apple's App Store in the first half of 2018. That's like a huge jump from 2017 to 2018. It's supposedly similar to the Vine. If anyone remembers Vine, it was in the brief um, memory of social media apps past. It's in that like coffin. It's in that site with other apps such as I can't remember because such as MySpace. <laughs> if anyone remembers MySpace, I think it's still around, but it's technically dead. And if anyone knows that Musical.ly app that 
used to advertise a lot on other social medias that you'd used to skip past, it um, got bought out by TikTok or something. Something happened there. So that's how TikTok became astronomically big because of it had already a lot of users. And it's popular with children and teens. It's an adaptation of the app, I'm going to butcher this, Douyin, Douyin, which is uh, the original Chinese version. And it's popular. I mean, there's these German twins, Lisa and Lena. They have 32 million followers. And just in comparison, that's double the amount of Instagram followers Oprah has. Oprah has 16 million Instagram followers. These two singer twins that I had no idea who they were, they have 32 million followers. There's this whole, I'm thinking there's this whole other world out there that I don't even know about. So, of course, I signed up to the app to figure out, like, what is this? Anyway, I'm 25. It does not engage with me whatsoever. It just seems, it just seems stupid. (laughs) It's what it seems. It just doesn't seem. Anyway, all these kids are on there at these schools and they're bullying each other on this app. So these poor kids are getting like ripped apart online. It's for parents right now, it's a scary time for, because you don't know what your kids are on, because, I mean, kids are getting phones probably too early. I mean, I got a phone when I was 15, and it was, like, just a flip phone that you could use to, like, talk and text. Kids are now getting, like, mum and dad's old iPhone that's just in the drawer. They pull it out, and all of a sudden, you don't know what they're doing, do you? According to internetmatters.org, parents have expressed concern around inappropriate language of some of the videos posted, which makes, which may make this less suitable for younger children. And what's also scary is predators are seeking contact with children and parents have said this is a major risk for the app. Which is true, it's predators know that this TikTok is favourable to children and teens, they're going to... That's why children shouldn't be allowed social media. I mean, they say the age is 13, but this lovely website I found called Cyber Safe Lady, who seems to blog for parents and gather information on the world their kids are in, because this is what it's like for parents. They don't know what this stuff is. This poor hairdresser lady, she was nearly in tears after the man left and she could, like, talk about it openly with me. She was nearly in tears because she didn't know what to do. Her child is, like, broken and being bullied online and she doesn't know. And it's not just, like, name-calling in person or anything like that. It's festering online and it's... For parents, it's scary. So, CyberSafe Lady, she said some of the content in the videos is very mature. I've seen videos with self-harming themes and drug and alcohol use, explicit sexual references, explicit language and lyrics, and dangerous behaviour. This adult content is easily found by scripting through through the you feed, which is the first feed you go onto when you get on the app. 
And, oh, you know, it's so annoying. Just side note, as I'm clicking into the app on my phone, I've, they're sending me so many... Oh. There's, like, lots of challenges on here and that sort of thing. It's it's one of those, like... It's one of those, like, jump... It's, it doesn't... This is why also it doesn't... It doesn't, like, float up my boat because it's, like... It's one of those things where it's, like, this challenge and this challenge and do this challenge. It's, like... It's, like, just following and which is not my style whatsoever. And it's, like, do the hog challenge. Do the such-and-such such challenge. Here, this celebrity wants you to do this challenge. This random person is doing this jump-in-the-pool challenge. It's it's all just stupid, like, sheep following, in my opinion. So there are many videos of children miming songs with explicit sexual adult language and sexualizing, behaving in sexualized ways, which, I mean, kids do. Kids used to... We used to just be listening to, like... Britney Spears, Hit Me Baby One More Time when we were kids, but we weren't doing it to post online. We were just doing it in our random backyards, creating dance moves that probably probably were sexualized and we didn't know they were. But the main issue, Cyber Safe Lady said, is bullying. It's still a big issue. The app has supposedly done big changes, but I mean, they all do big changes and this online is just a cesspool for bullying. It's ugly. That's another bigger topic for another episode. There are quite a few videos calling out the bullies as well, supposedly. Although many of are better known and more obvious hashtag terms are hidden now. New variations of the hashtag still created daily. I saw a lot of videos around the themes of loneliness, self-harm and depression. I also saw some content where people were encouraging self-harm. Now that is dangerous, especially for, I'm talking, let's say the demographic is like 14 to 15. That is dangerous. This is, this is a bit of an epidemic. Although there seems to be an increase in adults creating videos on the app, many younger children are still using the app below the recommended age. I've seen children that look as young as seven years age on the post that are posting videos publicly. Thank you, CyberSafe Lady, for all this information. Because I got bored. I mean, internet.org said that there's a like a thing in the app now that like shuts it off after 90 minutes if you're using it at a time, which stops like extended use. But I literally was on there for five minutes and I was like, this is stupid, this is boring. I do not get it. So yeah, are you using TikTok? Please let me know. I'd love to know if you're on there and if I need to give it another go, which I won't listen to and I will not be giving you a go. Also for parents, isn't it scary? Because I'm not to freak you out, but my head's running wild on this. Now there's, there's divisions. Kids aren't, like parents are on Facebook and Instagram. Kids aren't on Instagram. Kids are on these other apps like TikTok because their parents aren't on there. They don't want to be on the same as their parents. And parents don't know anything about this TikTok. This poor mother went to the principal, the hairdressing mother. She went to the principal asking for answers because 
these poor children, they can't, they can't escape it. When it's on your phone, you can't escape it. But this is what I would love to say. Any, this is what I'd be telling my child if it was happening to them. You turn the phone off, you delete the app and you nip it in the bud. It may just continue in person. I mean, I was bullied and it sucks big time, but if I would, I would do this now and if there was ever some sort of like dumpster fire of a storm online, you don't add fuel to the fire. That's rule number one. You don't, you don't give them what they want. You give them nothing. And just think about what you're posting online because this TikTok stuff, it'd be out there forever. Yeah. It's just all rattling in my brain still. It's going to be rattling in my brain after this because it's... We're going to do this in another percent because I want to get to my DUI story. But because I'm still kind of coming to terms with all this online stuff because once you start... Because I've never been a big online person, really. I don't really have like a huge online presence. And now that like I do this podcast and I know that like having a bit of an online presence helps with connecting the podcast to the people. But it always just, yeah, it always troubles me, especially when I, when I hear stories like this and hear how like this, this isolated story of the hairdresser, that's not isolated. There'll be principals and there'll be school schools are there dealing with this on an astronomical basis. There has to be. Because where there is online, there'll be online bullying. It's just the way we live in. It's really sad. Alright, so now to my DUI story. Because this is what I am basing this whole episode on. Alright. So, over the Easter break, which I know is a while ago now, I almost got a DUI. Not the sip of my tea. So I was driving out of town and heading home when I got pulled over for a DUI, which is driving under the influence, like breathalyzer, whatever you want to call it, which I was totally cool with. I've done these plenty of times. They don't scare me because I don't drink and drive. So I thought. Anyways, so I pull up, turn my radio down because I have it loud. And because I like to sing in the car, I feel like it's my own little bubble that no one can see when everybody can see. And I forget about it every time I jump in the car. And so I blow in the back. He asks, you know, like license and you pull out your license. And then he asks, have you been drinking? It was 3, 3.30, let's say, on a Saturday afternoon. I said no, because number one, I'm... Yeah, this is this is something that came up um, a while ago on the episode I did with Tiffany from I think we're alone now. She asked because I talked about being sober, and I wanted to just do a little bit of a quick clarify. I'm I'm in no way like sober because I drink on rare occasions, but like. I'm just going through my brain now when the last time I had a drink was. And it was, I can't even remember, like a couple of weeks ago. It was a while ago. I'm just not, 
I'm not putting it in my body because when I put it on my when I put it in my body on a continual basis, it can make things harder to live with. So for the most part, I don't really drink that much. So I said no, I haven't really been drinking. And then he tells me to blow in the bag. Or like it's not a bag, it's like a breathalyzer. It's like a little stick and it's like an electrical thing that tests your like blood alcohol reading. And then he comes back and it comes, he leans into the car. Not leans right in, but he leans down. And he goes, Are you sure you haven't been drinking? I was like, Yeah. He's like, When's the last time you had a drink? So then I get a little bit sketchy because I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. Like maybe six days ago or something like that. He's like, there's a reading of, I think it was like 0.1 something. And I was like, well, I don't know where that's come from because I definitely haven't been drinking. And I'm getting a little bit nervous. At this point. I'm like, what does that mean? Because every time, every other time I've blown into the breathalyzer, it says zero and I just drive off. And I was like, oh, I have been drinking this kombucha just right now on my way home. Maybe that is blowing a register. It wasn't in any way a, like, over-the-limit register, but it was registering. And he was like, oh, I've never heard that before. Because, yeah, I guess not. He's like, yeah, you're right to go, but... Just be wary. I was like, okay. So I got home and did a little bit of research because on my way home, I was like, well, that's really weird. I normally like blow zero. So lo and behold, in fact, kombucha, because it is a fermented tea, you can register on a breathalyzer. You in no way could blow over the legal limit you could drink all of it in the world. But because it was in my breath, it's like when you, if you drink like mouthwash and then blow in, it can register. If you're drinking like alcoholic mouthwash, I guess. But yeah, this is, it was a revelation. You don't get drunk off it because you don't get taste the alcohol. I'm doing all this research on it. But you can blow more than zero because of the fermentation. But this is where it gets interesting because in Australia, anyone who is on a learner's license, which is the first license you get, or uh, a provisional license, which is you keep those for three years. Yeah, so you, you get red peas for one year and then you have two on green peas and you have those little stickers. And so red piece is really strict. It's just moving from having someone drive around with you, like someone teaching you to drive on your learners to being in the car alone. And then you have two more years where in all that time, so this is four years in total, you have to be zero. Uh, you have to be zero, like no register while driving. So this is a little bit problematic, isn't it? Because kombucha now, it's not just a little hipster thing with that you drink. It's everywhere. It's mainstream. It's in 
It's in cafes. It's in supermarkets. It's in everywhere. And it's all about gut health, isn't it? Everyone's talking about gut health. And I myself don't drink it for the health benefits. I just kind of like the fizzy taste and I like to try the different flavors. I mean, this one was cola flavor. So it was really cool. So I thought until I nearly got done for DUI. But it's like having soft drink without the unnecessary sugar in it. But it's meant to be really sugary, actually. And kind of not as... Like, it's obviously not terribly unhealthy, but it's also, like, it's fizzy and, yeah. I'm hearing... You hear mixed reports about the kombucha. Maybe it's not as healthy as it was claimed to be. But... Um, over the Easter break, um, p- rec- reports and data from mypolice.qld.gov.au said that 43,000 were randomly tested for breath tests over the four-day weekend in Queensland this year, with only 263 registering positive. But here's where it gets interesting. Whereas 1,349 were randomly drug tested, 225 came back with positive results. So that is a big amount of difference. They're blowing, like the the breath tests don't take, they don't cost much. They're just a little plastic thing that you put on. So that's why they're testing as many people. The drug tests cost a lot more money to test so that's why they're not testing everyone but it clearly indicates that drugs are coming up positive much more than alcohol is are they not and i also think maybe they're just really good at picking the people to test another thing i really panicked about straight away when he came back at me was the fact that over Easter breaks, um, if you um, com- like, if you speed or anything like that, you get pulled over for you, um, you tested for a random breath test and you're over. The um, fines are they're a lot more bigger. They're double. So if you are caught speeding your fine is double and your points off your license is doubled over any sort of holidays, school holidays, Christmas break, Easter break, all that stuff. Crazy, right? And I'm going to be completely honest. I haven't, I've had my fair share of little run-ins with the law. I'm not afraid to admit it. Back in my younger days, I was first, I got done for uh, running a red light through a camera that was really upsetting because it was my first one and I always told my parents I'd be like oh I'm gonna be the best driver you're not gonna have to worry about me lo and behold I'm the one that's had the most little run-ins with the driving infringements so yeah that was not good I it was literally so close to not making like to not getting cameraed like, literally just in the photos, my back wheels are what, like, made the camera snap. So that was really bad. That was on my red piece. And then I just got the points back. And then I was speeding fine. And 
Then for, I think it was about a year and a half, I was driving around on my green peas for, with one point. So every single thing I did was like, my spine was straight and I was like the best driver ever. I wasn't the best parker because I'm not the best parker, but I was like never going over the speed limit. It was literally just like going out of an 80 zone into a hundred zone and decided to put a little bit of a pedal to the metal, a little bit of a lead foot. We all make mistakes. I cried again, as I always do when things go wrong like that, because again, I was told, I, I would always tell people, oh no, it wouldn't happen again. And yet again, it happened again. And then number three, everything comes in threes, of course. This one was, this one's not one of my brightest moments. I may not have had my car registered. (laughs) So what happened was my car registration gets renewed around Christmas time. And Christmas time's busy, it's December. And it comes in, um, doesn't come in my name, it comes in my parents' name. So in the rush, my mum got the mail, she opened it up and just kind of put it down on my desk and then it just got covered in stuff. So from there over the Christmas period, it just got forgotten. And then I went um, on a little bit of a holiday for a about an hour and a half away from where I live, took my car, drove it all around days and days and days. No one picked up on it. Came back, went out for dinner with my now ex-girlfriend and we're all the way down at the beach, which is about 45 minutes away from my place. And the flashing lights come on behind me. And I was like, oh, great. And it might just be like a random breath test. Maybe I was swerving on the road. No biggie. And they look at me and they go, we just picked up your cars unregistered. And I was like, what? And yeah, like back in December, I'm like, so they get me out of the car and take me over to the, the police screen and show me that it was not. And I was like, oh, no. So embarrassed. So embarrassed. Anyway, they would normally have your car like possessed right there and then. But I think they saw I was a little bit teary again, third time teary. And I, which, you know what, tears, tears can really help in situations like this. So your car doesn't get stranded 45 minutes away from your house. They gave me a special like, um, emergency drive at home card. And I was lucky enough to have to drive it home by 10 PM. So then I had to pay a a bit of a fine, which was not nice. So I had to pay my fine. I had to pay. It was a lot of money that had to come out at one time. It was not ideal. But since then, I've learned my lesson on all those things, and I'm a lot better at them. So that's the message. The message is one: do not drink kombucha if you're driving, because it actually can register on a breathalyzer. 
Number two, make sure you keep everything up to date. I'm still learning that lesson sometimes. And the last lesson is do not let your kids onto social media at a young age. Probably one of the hardest lessons to learn. And probably something you probably can't even stop. No, but yeah, that was a fun episode. I can't believe 40 minutes just kind of went past. This was just a light, kind of more fun episode. I just want to share those kind of stories that have been happening. I might do another, I might do a separate episode talking all about this online stuff when I can finally get my head around it. Because it's such a, such a big thing. And I had a little brainwave. I might leave you with this. Pull it up out of my notes so I can remember it exactly. This came to me just out in the middle of the paddock while working. And it's, uh, yeah, it's where I might, it's where I might head off to on a, a new episode coming up. But take this with you. Everyone online thinks they're doing it the right way. Everyone online thinks they're doing it the right way. When you're scrolling through Facebook, Instagram, just picture that little bit of a saying when you're scrolling through and you'll, you'll figure it out too. Everyone thinks they're doing it the right way, but there is no right way. All right, that comes to the end. I haven't even done this yet. A big, massive thank you to every single person that has listened to the previous episode, number 23, Personal. If you haven't already, please go and do so. It's probably been my most engaged, most listened to episode in ages. And it really... I words can't even express how much it not only has helped me feel more comfortable behind the mic, but has helped other people. So from the bottom of my little heart, thank you. It's actually a big heart. From my big heart, I've, I can't, I can't speak when I start talking about this because I've literally just been so overjoyed with how good it feels to be able to talk about that and share it with all you beautiful listeners. If you haven't already and you've gotten to this point, I mean, you might want to do a five-star review. I mean, if you've gotten this far into it, 42 minutes, you're most likely enjoying what you're listening to and you might want to drop us a little five-star review. No pressure. I'm not doing it for the likes. I'm doing it for the love that I get from just sitting here having a good chat on a Friday night, sipping some tea. I'm going to go and make some waffles and put this episode together. Thank you so much for listening. I will catch you guys next week. Bye for now.